following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help, and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver, here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, coming up this week in your uh, look at the uh, emotions that we all have, the, the emotions series that you are presenting at First Baptist Church of Dallas that people can certainly attend or if they can do by Zoom. If they would like to do that, just uh, they can find details at hopefortheheart.org slash events. The next week, uh, the topic will be grief. It's certainly something that comes into each and every life at some point. Mm. And uh, so what kind of things will you share with the people there? You know, um, I, I love what we're doing right now. Um, I, I was at a a funeral uh, yesterday, and it was phenomenal, just hugely inspiring. I know that sounds unusual, but it's the truth. And But then afterwards, there were a number of people who came up to me and said, I, I just want you to know I'm really, really enjoying your your emotions uh, topics. And what, what we're talking about is um, it's the emotions as in, of what I, I I'm now calling the emotional hot topics. What what what's really really important for us to understand? And so we've already done anger, um, anger, depression, fear, and this week will be something that I don't think we can escape, and that is grief, uh, living at peace with loss. So there, there's something that I think can be helpful to understand. There are stages of healthy grieving. Uh, the first is, I'm, I'm calling it the crisis stage. That's the initial stage of that typically lasts a few days or a number of weeks. Um, but uh, this is where sometimes people begin to go kind of live mechanically through daily activities, but it's with, um, it can be uh, several of these, like anxiety, uh, confusion, including denial, uh, uh, distracted, uh, just difficulty concentrating. It could be with some shock when it's unexpected, numbness, um, exhaustion, feeling trapped. Then, then the crucible stage. There's the crisis stage, the crucible, and that's when uh, it can last for months or even a few years. Um, this is when there can be anguish or anger, um, sometimes bargaining with God, um, a, a depression, sadness, uh, feeling helpless, uh, loneliness, longing, just this intense yearning for things to be different. Uh, and including at times there can be this low self-worth just 
feeling I can't do anything to change what's happened. And that's true. If there's a death, you cannot change it. But, um, in, in fact, there's a scripture, I think it's important, Psalm 6, verse 3. My soul is in deep anguish. How long, Lord, how long? Um, and then there's the comforted stage. Um, this stage accepts loss, leaving it in the past. The loss is in the past, but this stage not only accepts it, but presents and offers uh, stability. But it also accepts that the future offers new and promising hope. And at, in other words, it's not focusing on the loss. It's now what? What do you want to do in my life, Lord? Um, Psalm 66 says, Come and hear all you who fear God, meaning having an awesome respect and and knowledge and and comprehension of who God really is, a reverence for God. Let me tell you what he has done for me. So it's accepting that the past will always be in the past and accepting that the Lord offers stability now and opportunity for the future. Uh, this is when there can be more acceptance of others, greater contentment, uh, deepened humility before others, new, new patterns for living, and I think renewed hope for the future. This is an important stage. Some people never get here, and it is vital to get here. And it's letting the past stay in the past, but looking why God, what do you have for me now? And I'm willing to do what you want me to do. And this is centered on being what God intends us to be. The being part is the first, is uh, letting the Lord literally take charge of your life. And when that occurs, then um, there is great hope for the future. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our Keys for Living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their life. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. Uh, If you have any questions about uh, the topics that we raise here on the program, uh, really any number of topics. We have over 100 keys for living to help you address your situation. And uh, just call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to help you to get the right resources into your hands. As June was just talking about the subject of grief, maybe that is uh, something that interests you or something you've uh, just gone through recently. You'd like to learn more about that. Our keys for living on grief called living at peace with loss. And again, customer support can help you with that. Their number is 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Well, let's get to our caller for tonight. And we have uh, listening to KCBI in uh, Texas. We welcome this evening, Joe. Well, hello, Joe. Welcome to Hope. Hello, Mrs. Hunt. You can just call me plain old, you can call me plain old June. How's that? Okay, okay, we'll get familiar. Thank you, thank you. How can we help you? Um, I was just calling to tell you that I had a testimony, and uh, I'm going through a, a, uh, I'm an addict, and uh, was an alcoholic. Mm. Uh, I was saved at uh, 10 years old by a man by the name of Billy Graham. I do believe I know him. Yes, <laughs> what, yeah, that that's yes. fantastic. Mm. He saved me. He was he was instrumental through, through Christ to save me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had kind of a rough upbringing coming up through grade school. I didn't like school too much, and had uh, several. Didn't have a real real good family life at the time. We mm. were all kind of strung out and poor. And I I was kind of obstinate and wouldn't listen to my mother too much. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of kids didn't, I suppose, but I didn't like to go to school. And I didn't want to go to school. I didn't want to listen to anybody. I wanted to do what I wanted to do. And uh, I kind of forgot about that saving, that being saved by Billy Graham or by by the Lord at that time. And I just was was a, what you call, troublemaker, a hellion. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't do too good in parent and family lives, so I was taken out of family lives and put in uh, other places. And uh, I kind of lost track of things. Uh, 
things that were important. I never really was taught too many things that that, that was that important um, mm -hmm. in these places. Uh, eventually, through the years, I ended up in one institution after another, and uh, after I after I turned turned of age, and I decided to drink for the next forty five years, and uh, I'm sixty now. And uh, thankfully, I, I was uh, I did recover from alcoholic, and I didn't drink for seven and a half years. I I stayed good and married to one woman, and and we had a pretty good life. But all this time, God was working with me. I, I would go through different valleys and things that happened in my life, and uh, God. And I, I never forgot about God after that. After I started getting in trouble, I, when I needed Him, I, I turned mm. to Him, and mm -hmm. He never let me go. He just never let me go, and I, I, I would study His Word and and uh, follow with live the life day to day, every day for, for Him only. And yes. That get that got to be, and I started seeing things change in my life. I I, I was protected. I was kept safe in in, in places that where it wasn't safe at for me to be. I'm a little guy. I'm only about five foot four, about 145 pounds, and I'm not very big. So I I was in a good in, in these institutions. I was like there was predators, and God would always protect me from them. I never had anything bad happen to me in any of those places because God protected me and and. Uh, and I, I just give him all the credit and all the, all the glory and all the praise. And I love God. And I love Jesus. I love the Holy Spirit. And mm -hmm. since after after that, I stayed married for the seven and a half years. And my wife died last year. And oh, I'm so sorry. Wow. January fifteenth of last year, mm -hmm. and it was devastating. I was just lost because I felt so I felt so alone most of my life. For just being being bounced from place to place and not having anything, no 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 stability in my life, and and I I just felt I, I was devastated. I was lost, and I I just quickly didn't care about anything, and um, I ended up losing like my car, my apartment, my clothes, everything, mm. and and I never I I, I I didn't forget about God though, and in, in, in this one I. After I got done with the drinking, I finished that, and I wasn't doing that no more. And I was living for God during that seven and a half years. And after Diane died, I just mm -hmm. I didn't care anymore. What happened mm -hmm. to me? I wanted to die, and I ended up in a in a psychiatric ward and uh, from doing drugs, and eventually mm -hmm. ended up in a place called Soul Harbor. It's in it's in Texas. But God is moving in me nowadays. Uh, I know that I'm doing work in my 12 steps. Are you familiar with the 12 steps, Dylan? Of course, yes. It's a, a good program. It's very, it's a very difficult program. It's, it, it, it's hard because you have to be hard. You have to be rigorously honest and, and hard on yourself. And God's showing me more out of His Word these days. Uh, uh, they mean mean more to me. It's more alive to me. He's he's using me. I, I listen to KCBI all day long. I have a spiritual re recovery program, and it's, it's all spiritual. I, I I work the steps, do it like I'm supposed to do, and do it. I have a sponsor, and, and we work Good. things together. But 
the Souls Harbor, it's, it's a wonderful place to, to come to for, for if you need a safe zone, a safety net. There's not drugs and alcohol around it, anywhere around it. It's just men here, about 60 or 70 of us here, and we're all here. Some of us here voluntarily, and well, I'm here voluntarily. And uh, I'm good doing my work and working my steps. And mm-hmm. God is just changing in my life. And when I got here, I was... I was a mess. I was a mess when I got here. And uh, how long? How long have you been there, Joe? I've been here. Ni- I've been here ninety days. Ninety days. Okay. Well, yeah, how ma'am. wonderful! That's that's great. It's uh, and and Soul Harbor would indicate that there's a a place of stability and security for you at yes. this point. And you needed that. By the way, would you describe to me what it was like for you growing up? I'm I'm hearing it was not good. Um, th- th- I didn't. I don't hear the stability there. But um, where where was your dad? Well, he left when I was about two weeks old. Hmm. He left, hmm. and uh, he was a Air Force guy, and. I, I don't know. I, I don't know why he left. I, I didn't never. I never knew him. Uh, I went out to try to see him one time, and he, uh, when he lived in California, I was floundering, and I didn't know where to go or what to do. So I tried to go out there and find him, and he shut the door in my face. And I mm. can still remember June. They were they were they were having spaghetti. I was so hungry, and they were having spaghetti. I could smell it coming through the door, mm. and so he shut the door in my face, and and. and didn't have nothing to do with me. Mm. Um, wow! I had hit, I had hitchhiked out there and had to. I had no money to get back. I had to hitchhike back to Texas and mm. come back to to another wow. family. Yes. And so your mom, you indicated, uh, figured that there was possibly no father because you only had mentioned your mom. And what yes. was she like? Mom was full of love. She was a uh, she was an old hippie, <laughs> and uh, she was full of love. She was she was born in I don't know forty six or something like that. She's up there in age now, but she was just an old hippie, and uh, we kind of lived on the river. We had a house. We lived on the river on the Stanislaus River in, in Modesto, California, and mm-hmm. uh, she would like to go to the winery sometimes and taste wine and. Uh, we, I, I didn't feel very secure I, I, at the time. She she had a couple other children, my brother and my sister. She kept us all together, though. We all stayed together throughout everything. And my my my, my mom's granny was instrumental in, in teaching us about Jesus. Yeah, mm-hmm. all her life, she, her name was her name. We we called her uh, Aunt Peggy. I mean, not Aunt Peggy. That, that was her friend. Nanny was her name. And she was instrumental, and I really feel like that that was passed down, some kind of hereditary from, because you know how, how Jesus talks about how, how faith was in eunuch, and then it was, and it was passed on to, uh, to somebody else. Okay. Eunuch, is that, is that the name, eunuch? Oh, you mean a, 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 a feminine name, Eunice? Yes, yes, it's a Eunice. feminine name. Eunice, yes. 
Anyway, so, I feel like it was passed down to my mom and passed on to me uh, God's love, Jesus' love for us. And she always, we always went to church. She taught, she taught us church, but life was tough. We, they was poor, and it was back in the '60s, and uh, life was life, life wasn't easy for a, a woman with three kids and a mm-hmm. uh, single woman with three children. It wasn't an easy time back then, and we things didn't. They, we we kind of had a lot of beans and potatoes, and <clears throat> okay. Well, I'm I'm glad that you had a mother that loved you and taught you about Jesus because that that within itself has a type of stability. It's a spiritual stability. And yet what I'm hearing is you didn't have a lot of structure to really know how to live life. And therefore, um, you know, this is where many people, um, they will get into any drug of choice, whatever it is, but because it makes them feel different, differently than what they feel. And at the time, it's a coping mechanism. I mean, it's a, it's a type of treatment, and yet you learn that um, basically being an addict is not a solution. No. No, that's a liar's den. That's where the liar comes in. He he tries to the liar tries to tell me tell me lies all the time. Don't you remember how good it was? Oh, you could you could try one more time. Blah da 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 be all this mm-hmm. all these lies that he tries to tell me. But always, yeah, I can hear the Holy Spirit. I can feel a prompting of the Holy Spirit in my mind telling mm-hmm. me, no, it's it's don't do it this way. Do do it this way. Don't do that. Or you know, coaxing me along to fall to to go what I've learned in the Bible and what what God has showed me through the Holy Spirit through the through the Scriptures. And it, uh, it, it's a it, dude. It's a spiritual program. It's a spiritual program, and you know, we we well, can't do it. I can't do it myself. I can't do yeah. it. I can't do it. I I don't have the willpower. If I had the willpower, I wouldn't need God. <laughs> I, I don't have the willpower to do it. Well, the truth is, many people try to live life in their own strength, and yet. The Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Because it's His strength, not your strength, His strength. And the deeper your dependence on the Lord, the less dependent you will be on a drug of choice or dependent on ways that don't work. So, you know, it's hugely helpful to learn what doesn't work. June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as grief and loss, abuse and trauma, depression and suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. 
Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver, and you are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of Hope for the Heart. We'd like to thank you for your prayers and support of this ministry. If you have any questions or concerns about the topics here on the program tonight, you can call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central. They'll help you access the appropriate resources. Maybe they'll point you to some of our free resources that are online, or maybe there's a book or one of our keys for living that would help you, and they can get that into your hand pretty quickly. Just order directly from them. The number is 800-488-HOPE. And uh, you might ask for the keys for living called Purpose in Life. Life, pinpointing your priorities. And that and so many other resources are available by calling customer support at 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. If you prefer to email them, you may do so at customer support at hopefortheheart.org. That's customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Now back to our conversation with Joe. Well, my friend, I'm hearing that... Uh, Life was tough for you growing up. Uh, it wasn't easy. Your dad abandoned the family when you were just two weeks old. And um, that wasn't about you at all. And it's important that you are very clear about that. Um, it And th- there are times when uh, we can blame ourselves for certain things. Or think, well, I wasn't worth my dad paying attention. No, this is a father's responsibility. But you didn't have a choice about what was going on as a child. And yet I hear, you know, that um, you. I'm thinking of you kind of like wandering through through the wilderness. Um, You... um, you know what it's like. You said, I wanted to do what I wanted to do. Um, and you you really weren't grounded uh, for quite a while. Yet, you did say that at age 10, uh, you experienced salvation under the ministry of Billy Graham. and um, And you know he 
sounds like you you're aware that he didn't leave you. Uh, no, no. You 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 were clear about that, and that's that's huge, because many people just they they say, well, life's hard, so I'm just going to um, chuck the whole spiritual life issue. And so they die, they're dying of spiritual malnutrition. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, that's not God's plan. So what is your question for me? My question for you is uh, I'm going to, when I, when I get into uh, storms or uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, Places like of trials. fortresses, fortresses that, I got, that, that, that Satan's trying to bring against me. Uh, I have uh, I have so many things to do, so many different tools to, to to try to use, and I try to use I try to use multiple tools, and I I I, I need I need to be able to concentrate more on just one thing or one thing that works, or I, I try to use a variety of different scriptures, a variety of different things to tell them to get him away from me, uh, doing different things, going different places, uh, staying away from certain places, not thinking about certain things. Strongholds is what I was looking for. I have strongholds uh. in my mind still, and and I'm trying to get rid of these strongholds, and sometimes they're very difficult. And if you could give me some advice on that, I hope that would be wonderful. Mm. You know, you've uh, hit a word that a lot of people don't even know about. Uh, there's a stronghold that actually is is mentioned in the Bible, um, and it's it's really referring to uh, like if there is spiritual warfare, and the Bible does. Uh, describe things that in other words there there is God and then there's the enemy of God yeah. and the reason I'm even mentioning this it's it's strongholds uh, are a mili- think of a military stronghold yes. this is a secure or fortified place that's dominated by either enemy forces in the military, we're talking about what would be an enemy of the country, or there can be friendly forces, enemy forces or friendly forces. A spiritual stronghold is a deeply rooted thought pattern, Can in a different way, there's a military stronghold and there's a spiritual stronghold. The spiritual stronghold is this deeply rooted thought pattern dominated by either worldly thinking, uh, fleshly habits, um, like I'm going to do what I want to do, or satanic influences. And the Bible is actually clear about this. I'm going to give you the scripture in 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 4, verses 3 and 4. Okay. Though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. 
On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. So when you mentioned a stronghold, um, there is a place, it's like, I'm going to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to put it in some practical terms in that, that in, in our country of the United States of America, um, you are aware of what we call 9-11, meaning yes, that the, the uh, Twin Towers, there were yes. enemy, enemy uh, well, there was a takeover of planes, uh, jihadists, those who were willing to commit suicide by taking, uh, hijacking an airplane, or it ended up being several airplanes, uh, and the these jihadists, um, military, I'm sorry, they were Islamic extremists, they flew the planes into, uh, two planes into the, what we call the Twin Towers, uh, and they literally imploded, they collapsed, and there were thousands of people that died. Now, imagine that here are places in the United States where there are individuals who are being trained to think of, and, and, and I'm talking about this is, really does go on, where there are those who teach that America is the enemy, um, uh, the United States is uh, uh, the great Satan, and, and these are terms that are, have been used. And so that would be like a strong, a, a military stronghold um, within uh, a country, and within our country, the United States, because they will do they will attempt to do great harm. Well, there's a spiritual stronghold that at times we can allow an enemy, something that's going to work against us, to have control, to have dominion of us. Now, you're saying, I don't want that. You're saying, um, I've gone through storms and... You, you mentioned strongholds, so I'm I'm going to ask, what kind of strongholds are you talking well, about? Uh, sexual strongholds. Uh, uh, that's mainly the stronghold that, that bothers me the most. Mm-hmm. I and try to stay away from that as much as I can. I try to stay clean-minded, and and I always rebuke those thoughts as soon as I have them, and uh, it used to be used to be worse, but it's, it's not as bad as it used to be, but uh, I would obsess over strongholds over drug paraphernalia, if I've seen okay. it, mm-hmm. uh, those types of things. So, I know that you had a great loss in your life, your your marriage. Yes. yes. Um, I feel very alone when your wife, sometimes. Your wife died. Uh-huh. Yes. And so there is a need for 
what I call meaningful relationships, um, a fellowship where uh, you are really uh, having an opportunity to engage in meaningful relationships. And, and that's important. If, if you look at the life of Jesus, uh, while Jesus certainly was God, yet in his, his time on earth, uh, he poured himself into 12 men, plus he had meaningful um like uh, meaningful relationships with his dear dear friend Lazarus and his and Lazarus's uh two sisters Mary and Martha so there was this little family and uh, there were endeared relationships shared there and so while there's Peter, James, and John, the, the strong men that um, he poured into, and and really, um, I mean, they were not perfect men, but they were, I mean, Peter he ended up denying Jesus uh, three times, but then Jesus came back when he rose from the dead, and he literally, um, it's like he commissioned Peter uh, Peter, do you love me? Three times he asked yeah. this question, and each time Jesus said, then feed my sheep, um, take care of my lambs. He, he, he literally uh, let him know that in spite of his failure, um, he literally, I, I'll say commissioned uh, Peter who literally became huge in uh, the first century church uh, in, in Jerusalem. Um, it's amazing what became of Peter. But the point is, he was not the Lone Ranger. Jesus was, wasn't acting like the Lone Ranger. Um, he, he was involved in the lives of people. And this is important because it's going to be helpful for you to pray for the right kinds of relationships, to build friendships, yeah. and through that, um, you can see, you can watch the Lord work in your life to bring the right kind of people. In fact, I want you to pray for wise friends. Pray for friends who have wisdom. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our Keys for Living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. 
When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually, they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God Himself, and He's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. You are listening to Hope in the Night. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get back to our caller in just a moment. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. And uh, let me recommend one of our keys for living. And uh, those keys for living are uh, really a full treatment and uh, understanding a, a, a study of any particular topic. We have over 100 of those topics. Uh, something that you might be dealing with would be uh, helpful to, for, to get that information and to find out uh, how God feels about that, what it says in His Word about what you're dealing with, and uh, also the best part is, is how you can help. What are some solutions there? So our keys for living tonight, purpose in life, pinpointing your priorities, and customer support is available at 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. If there's something going on in your life, you'd like to talk with June about that on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, just give us a call at 800-Night-17, that's 800 N-I-G-H-T-1-7, and when you call, leave a detailed message for us. We'll get back to you to talk to you about being on an upcoming Hope in the Night, seeing what kind of questions you have and how we can help you the best. The number again, 800-917-800-644-4817. Returning now to our conversation with Joe. Joe, I want to make an observation about you, okay? Okay. I think you're a, a relational kind of guy, meaning yes, ma'am. I don't. I don't think you want to be the Lone Ranger. Uh, there are times no. when people do, but that's not you. And I sense that you know there. You you can recognize like the good part of your mom. Um, I know she was a hippie, but but still. Um, you know, she wanted you to truly know about Jesus. She, you said she taught you about Jesus, and yeah. she was loving. And I'm saying that because I didn't hear that you were given a lot of 
instruction of how to grow up and how to really live. And um, it, it sounds like it was uh, tough for you. And you you made choices, and you've already admitted those. Uh, you needed, obviously, to get s sober. Uh, there, there. So I, I, I hear that things have been sometimes erratic. Um, yet, um, the reason I wanted you to pray for wise friends is the Bible says. And this is, uh, I think, very important. It's Proverbs thirteen twenty. He who walks with the wise grows wise. He who walks with the wise grows wise. And that makes all the difference in the world that you are around people. You know, if you, if you just have one wise person you can go to, that's huge. And that may not be a friend friend, like a buddy, but you still, you can pray for a buddy, a guy that uh, you can truly share with, where you're both growing together spiritually. Are you willing to pray for that regularly? Oh, yes, ma'am, I will. Okay, I think that's going to be huge. You'll because it's so easy to be um, yoked together with somebody that can tear you, that it can end up where your life is not better. A true friend means you're joined to someone where your life is better because of that person in your life. And obviously, you know what it's like also to be with someone um and they you're you're not bettered you're in fact weakened and that's you don't want that anymore um so to protect you uh and you've talked about you you've recognized certain strongholds and the good news is um you are learning to protect how you think that's huge. Yes. That's that's absolutely essential. And I I had a prayer one time that I remember the first time I started praying this, and then I pray it periodically. Do not let me. Uh, this is my prayer. God, don't let me get away with anything. Just because I can do it, I don't want to do it whatever it is, if it's wrong. Uh, and um, I'm going to share something with you. Um, I hadn't thought to call it a stronghold, but it was. Um, I had a pattern of, I, 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 I call it just changing the truth. I didn't call it lying, because I didn't think of it as lying. I, it's like, I, I just need to tell things differently than what they are. Now, in truth, I was lying, but I didn't see it that way. And I didn't know why. Why Why did I struggle with that? Because I could get away with it most times, but um, not, with, not with somebody who really knew me well. And 
I remember thinking, God, why do I do this? Um, and I, I knew I had been saved. I knew I had spiritual salvation. Uh, I knew that I believed in not just God, but literally allow. I wanted the Lord to uh, truly take control of my life. And, and I didn't know what to do what, about this pattern. And finally, I, I started praying, you know, Lord, help me understand me. And I was in my 20s. And, and finally, I, uh, I thought, when is the first time that I started lying? I went, oh, oh, um, I grew up, my whole life was a lie because I had a made-up last name. My dad, by the way, was not in the picture until I was 12. I mean, I knew who he was, but that's it. And uh, then my parents ended up marrying, but he had three families going on at the same time, and so it was very messy. And, um, and, and then it got worse when we... my parents were married it wasn't like oh that was a solution but um now because he was a double he was he was 28 years older than my mom and he could be cruel etc so and the reason I lied was because not only was I taught to lie I mean I I had to I knew I had to fill out forms and everything um when in school but it was all made up and and um but if then when we were living with him, um, if if uh, he didn't like what we were doing or whatever it was, um, he would take it out on mom, and I couldn't handle that because so I would just change the truth for survival. And but I and I'm I'm not trying to excuse. I'm just saying this is what it was. It was it was it was erratic and hard but the point is I needed to change it wasn't that because even out 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 from the home I now had a pattern of changing the truth meaning lying but uh, but you know I it, it, it and it wasn't to make up stuff just to appear um, like I, I, like I've just gotten home from Paris, France. I mean, it was nothing like that. It was only if I was going to get in trouble, if if I, I, I was trying to figure out how can I not, um, how can I avoid the anger, my my dad's anger, and so I would do anything to keep dad from getting angry. And so that my my point of telling you this is that was like a stronghold for me. And I finally had to go to war over it. I said, this is wrong. I know I am a Christian. I don't understand why I'm doing this. So finally, so I've got to go to war over this because Jesus is the way, the truth, the life, the truth. So if I am changing the truth, this is wrong. I've got to do something about this. And this is what I want you to think about. 
anything that could literally be against what God has for you, you go to war over that and say, okay. I'll do whatever I need to do. I don't want any stronghold. I want to be strong in the Lord because he will hold me. He will put me on the right course. He'll put me in the right place to be what I need to be. But if if something is wrong, uh, and I, I do remember just also being aware, I had an uncle that died of suicide because he was an alcoholic, and I thought, I I don't want to be in that situation where I could take whatever drug of choice, whether it's alcohol or whatever. And so I just steered clear of it. Well, that's fine if once you have that pattern, but instead it's harder when it's been something in your past. And I respect that you are wanting, yes, you're going through storms, but uh, you you want to be so cognizant of any stronghold that would pull you down and keep you from being what God wants you to be. And so for you to identify, okay, this can be a stronghold for me, and or it is a stronghold for me, and then just say, Lord, I, I'm willing to go to war over this so that I can literally be the man you created me to be. Do you identify with what I'm saying? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes, ma'am, I do. Well, I'll tell you what. If you want us to talk more about this, or I'll just ask, would you like for us to talk again? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Then I want you to identify, say, okay, this is the area, or these are the areas that I, I need to be fortified. I, I need to take action against these things because they're going to pull me down if I'm not strong in the Lord. And so we can talk about that. So what I'll do also is I'm just going to go on and send you our material on, it, it, it's a resource we have called Spiritual Warfare, which will talk about strongholds. And um, yet, I, I sense that there are several other things that could be helpful to you. So the next time we talk, uh, if you'll identify the specific areas, then let's work out, if you will, a game plan. Um, this is what people do in the military. They, they have a plan of action, and you continue to hang on to hope. We will send our keys for living on spiritual warfare. We send that out to tonight's caller. It's called Strategy for the Battle. And we do that free of charge. That's because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate. And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. 
Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.